okay, guys, it's officially a year since we started Balancing the Biz, and we wanted to reflect on what we've learned and how it's helped us grow. Okay, guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to give a PSA that I am recording from a hotel room, so it is very likely I'm going to sound different and we might have some technical issues, (laughs) so just a fair warning, but we promise the content is quality as always. Yeah, the content, the beef is worth it. Just the (laughs) The bun maybe is a little little (laughs) little crispy. (laughs) Yeah, the bun is maybe a little moldy, but (laughs) moldy. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, I guess if the bun was moldy, you wouldn't want to eat it at all. So let's just say the bun is like a little soggy. Okay. Yeah, that's better. Still a little gross, but. uh... But you could eat it. Like mold, (laughs) you wouldn't eat. (laughs) Soggy, you could eat. Okay. okay, this <laughs> this episode is like super monumental for us. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree, Megan? Like I, when we started this, we were just kind of like, all right, we're just going to go with it. And we were little babies a little babies, in the podcast, yes. podcast world, figuring it out feel? as we go. Yeah, I, I honestly feel a little bit of accomplishment. Like I know Mm -hmm. we're still babies in the podcasting realm, but um, we have a year under our belt. I think that is just huge. And I also have gotten more confident in my speaking Mm -hmm. during this. Megan, do you remember when we first recorded? (laughs) I can definitely see a difference. Yes. We need to redo our our intro. Honestly, we need to redo our jingle because, or, you know, like our when we talk in in it the trailer is that what you're talking about oh yeah you're right that, that's the trailer yeah yeah a right. little like okay. preview to, yes. to what the show's about yeah, yeah. I, I we agree. need to we do like another preview yeah um just to like help people understand what it's all about but you definitely have I mean I've seen such an improvement in you I think you have gotten so much more I think it has to do with other areas of your life of like you've just overall in the past year grown so much and gotten so confident that now like you feel better speaking but I definitely think it's practice like we've been practicing for this whole entire year can you believe we haven't missed a week I, well, we did take a, a break at the end of last year, I think around the holidays, but that yeah. was intentional. So right. yeah, yeah, we haven't missed anything. And I'm, I'm so proud of us because <laughs> it's hard managing both of our schedules and yeah. we're wedding professionals. So we have like spring and fall are busy, really busy seasons for us. And right. here we are still doing it. Yeah. I'm so proud of us. I really am. And I cannot believe this was just like a little bean of a, or like a little sprout of an idea two years ago, or maybe even more than that now. I think it was three because mm-hmm. yeah. we were planning for like a year and then we were like, all right, 2020, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. So I, it really has been like three years and we, it's just crazy to see that it's been a year already of us doing it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm blown away and I'm very excited for where this is going to take us because this has been a passion project for both of us. And that's, you know, we're not making any money from this yet. It's our long-term goal, but um, you got to start somewhere. And I mean, I think this whole podcast is a testament to what it's like being an entrepreneur. You just got to keep showing up before you hit that stride of success. 
And it's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I literally told Megan, I was like, I cannot imagine doing this by myself. Like we were talking about this the other day before I left for the beach. Like we would have given up already. (laughs) Oh, 110%. I probably would have given up after the first like couple of episodes, just because I realized how incredibly hard it was to keep up with everything. I think if you run a podcast by yourself, you are a super woman, super person. Oh like, yeah. And the I reality of it. all these big like podcasts that are on like the top, you know, lists or whatever, they have a team managing yeah. like everything. So we're just two girls and we have Victor yeah. who edits our podcast. That's something we were editing in the beginning and we were like, we can't keep up this. So now we brought Victor on. He's our, our audio man. And it's amazing having yes. somebody edit for us. And yes, we're super we- thankful for Victor to be like, to be willing to do it for us and just really be dedicated to getting the episodes out and everything. Um, it has helped us more than, than we realize, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. We love you, Victor. Never leave us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're never allowed to stop editing unless you yeah. find someone that can take your spot. <laughs> okay. okay. Now that we've done about- some reflection, let's hop yeah. into the episode. Yeah. You so- take it away, Megan? Yeah, um, this is that's something that we, when we were talking about this episode the other day, um, and like we just said, like we're getting into our busiest season of the year. Like, I feel like spring and fall is pretty much equally busy, but I feel like for me, fall is usually just a tiny bit more busy. Balls to the wall. Balls to the wall, like yeah. <laughs> gear up, get ready. Yeah, um, I like stocked my fridge with kombucha the other day. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm getting ready for like this super busy weekend. Like, and that's just how life is going to be for the next couple of months. And I'm super grateful for it. But what I wanted to say is that it's incredibly important to schedule your fucking days off before you get busy. Like it is monumental the difference that it makes if I'm looking at my schedule so the other day I was like you know what I I need I looked at what the rest of the month looked like for my you know gigs and I was like you know what I am not going to be able to do this if I don't have days off I am going to crack and burn so I was like (laughs) you know what I need to make sure that on any day I can any day that's open right now I went ahead and blocked off even if it's like you know, during the week I blocked off like a Tuesday and I blocked off a random Thursday and a Monday. It's not going to look like what a classic weekend or days off might look like for the normal nine to five worker, but it's what I need to do to be able to make that time and that hold that space for me to be able to rest and recover and just do the things that kind of get like pushed on the back end. Like I really like to tell people like it's important even to schedule a day off to do like life admin work so things like house chores or doctor's appointments or therapy or even getting your nails done like I kind of see that as like a life admin kind of thing like a mental (laughs) health day maybe right a little bit yeah Yeah. like a catch-up day like oh I haven't had time to get my nails done like I'm going to schedule that in for this day um I had one of these days yesterday and it was great to be able to like not feel like I had to rush to get anything done because it wasn't like all necessities, but it really was like, I got laundry done. I went um, grocery shopping. I, you know, just all the things that needed to be done that I haven't been able to do. Yeah, I agree. I do that too. And when we were looking at our schedules, it kind of triggered some calendar anxiety. And um, I don't know about you, Megan, but this is probably 
the busiest year outside of 2019 like since pandemic like this has like been an adjustment because we had this kind of reset or like a lighter load I would say in 2020 um especially like the second half of 2020 and now it's like full on force there's a lot of pent up momentum or um demand and I totally think that has to do with the, the pandemic. Like, yeah, I was saying that to someone the other day, I feel like the pandemic pushed my body back in so many ways of being able to handle the mm-hmm. busyness. Like, yeah. I feel like it was the break that a lot of us needed to recognize that we need more breaks because in 2019, I mean, it literally was balls to the wall. Like I, 2019 was a crazy year. We've talked about that. Yeah. 2019 was just an insane year. And I think 2020 was like a, like a hard stop and Mm -hmm. it did a lot, I think for our mental health and our bodies to realize like, okay, we can't do that anymore. Like it's not going to be possible. Yeah. We're going to be dead. Yeah. And I've been, I've Megan, I've been doing the same thing. I blocked off a Wednesday last week to go and get my nails done because I just needed a day to just not do anything. And I've shared my calendar with a few of my friends that they've looked at it and they're like, how do you function? Like this stresses me the F out. Like, yeah. And with expansion comes like, you've got to create more space, not only to do more, but to do more for yourself. Mm-hmm. And this is something I'm still working on doing because I think- we love our work so much. So we want to be yes, yes, yes all the time. Right. But it's so detrimental. And we have learned that hardcore in the last year. (laughs) That's an understatement, but working 24 seven is not going to help your productivity. It'll hurt you in the long run. Right. Exactly. And that is something that is a hard pill to swallow, but (laughs) it is necessary to learn that if we just work ourselves to the bone, we're not going to be our best selves. We're not going to be who we want to show up for our business or life or our partners. It's just not worth it. So it's worth it to sit back and take a a deep breath. Mm -hmm. This is a good segue to our next point. Nothing has to be perfectly done. So this is something I've been kind of hung up on myself. I'm launching a coaching program and my coach has been like, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get out there and start doing it. Right. And um, take messy action. That's what she says all the time. And I love that because the same thing applies with if you're comfortable doing reels, like just start doing it. You're going to build that skill up. Right. And I'm currently reworking my website. I know I'm crazy for taking on all these things all at once, but I have been working with Sarah again on just updating a lot of stuff. And she's like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Let's just get it up. And then we can tweak as we go. And that's kind of how being an entrepreneur is just start doing it. And you're going to learn and evolve as you go. Right. And that's like being perfect is part of what makes us human. And Mm -hmm. it's totally normal. I think people think that they have to have this front facing view of everything that they put out is amazing and perfect. And they don't make any mistakes because they think that it's like the vulnerability of that that makes people think like, oh, people aren't going to want to buy from me if they don't think that I'm perfect or, but I think more often than not, people want to buy from you when you are being genuine and real and raw and admitting when you mess up, because that just shows that you have the, um, you know, the courage and like you strongly value being real with people, which I think people Mm -hmm. appreciate more than anything. 
Yeah, I um, recently went on my stories and shared that I was having a bad day like a few weeks ago. And I think I've talked about it on one of our other episodes. And I have never gotten so many messages from a story. Like people were like, thank you. Like this is giving me permission to feel like the lows because I often share, you know, when things are going awesome and when I'm doing a lot of things and that's not the reality (laughs) all the time. Right. So being vulnerable to show up, it's just going to open more doorways. Hell yeah, it is. Okay. This goes back into our first point, but plan ahead. This is a big, big, big thing for me. I, if I don't plan it, if I don't put it in my calendar, like Kate always calls me the calendar queen. And yes, you are. (laughs) Yeah. I'm calendar queen, but for a reason, because like, if I don't put it into my calendar, it's not going to happen. So that is even down to things like, um, my morning routine and like spending time to work out or move my body or any of that stuff. It's, if it's not in my damn calendar, it's not going to fucking happen because I forget, I have so many things running through my brain day in and day out. And I need something that is, um, you know, just like a kind of like accountability piece for the people, for us entrepreneurs that don't have a boss over us that is keeping us accountable for, you know, getting things done. So this has been a big piece for me. And then we, even in the podcast, we've have been having to deal with this. It's just like Kate said before, we're super busy this fall and we have had to be really diligent about getting ahead on podcast recording during the summer months when we were a little bit slower. And then I mean, we knew fall was going to be terrible. (laughs) We knew it was going to be terrible. So now we're experiencing that firsthand, but it's nice because we're a couple weeks ahead. So we don't feel like we have to stress so much when we're thinking about the podcast or getting things done because we know we have some of that leeway. Yeah. And I would even add to that, like take like very successful people, celebrities, for example, they have someone managing a schedule for them. And if they want something done, it probably has to be put in that schedule. And they probably intentionally schedule like downtime where they do nothing. And that's something we've had to do. And I think that's a good way to eliminate this just like um, stagnant time periods, because Mm -hmm. if you have it planned and scheduled, like you're more likely to follow through with new habits and things that you want to incorporate. Right. And that's something when I first started getting into working out and doing stuff, I had it scheduled in my calendar to make sure that I followed through and did it. Right. And same applies for my business. Um, Appointments, everything like goes in there. Even when I'm going to hang out with friends, it goes in the calendar. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah, it does. I don't know how people don't have a calendar. I don't ever think about that. Like I, any sort of calendar, like paper, digital, yeah. like on your phone, whatever. I don't understand because I've met plenty of people that don't use any sort of a calendar system. And like, I know we're not the only people that are as busy as we are. Like there are a lot of people that are super busy and like moms and like people that run really busy lives and they don't use a calendar. Like how is your brain not overwhelmed with stuff 24 seven that you have to get done? This is giving me anxiety thinking about not having access to like a calendar or some type of planner or something to keep me organized. And, you know, this is actually something I thought of, you know, I, I have multiple like businesses under my main business and I'm like, okay, like throwing family into the mix. How am I going 
to manage all of that. So I have a lot of respect for the working moms, like especially entrepreneur moms who are juggling all of that. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm going to have a calendar for each child. I'm going to have a calendar for family events. I'm going to have like, it's going to be so freaking organized because if not, I will, I will forget everything. You are just affirming you are the calendar queen. Oh, God. I'm going to make you a shirt that says calendar queen. I'm not even kidding. And this is why, like, um, I was just so drawn to like have Megan as a podcast co-host because I'm the same way. So when she yeah. would schedule things with me and I'd go to my calendar to add it in, it'd already be there. And I was like, oh, my effing God, this is my person. Yeah. <laughs> the other day I went to, we were on the phone scheduling some stuff out for the next couple of months. And Kate was like, are you going to put it in the calendar? And I was like, why are you even asking me that? <laughs> I don't like, know why I ask you. I don't know why you ask. You know, I am. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. Okay. On that note, let's take a break and then we'll come back with some more insight on things we've learned. All right, guys, we're back and we're going to dive right back in. This is probably one of my favorite points of this whole thing. I've worked really hard on this point. So investing in coaching and further education is worth it. And it's a continual process. So to give you guys some perspective, I've worked with three coaches now through my four-year career as a professional. I'm trimming off some years because... (laughs) Prior to that, I was very much an amateur and didn't know what the hell I was doing. So um, that's the reason (laughs) (laughs) the reason I invested in coaching was because, you know, as a photographer, there are a lot of skills and then there's business management skills. And even though I went to a photography school, I came out with no business management skill sets and which sucks that they do that. So, yeah, I I don't feel like they're setting you up for success in that way, but Um, luckily there was someone who was coaching in that area and she really helped me and I made that money back in six months. And I was like, well, damn, this is, I'm onto something because it's working. Right. And I've just kind of continued the, the growth process with working with different coaches. I've been working with someone to help launch my program that I'm doing in September. And the reason I bring this up is because this past year I was feeling really stagnant, especially after 2020. I was like, okay, there's got to be something more for me. And this is usually my sign for when I need to look for some type of development or coaching. And um, it's very crucial to find someone who you vibe with and you, you know, like know and trust and respect. Not every coach is for you. So I've I've had a negative coach experience. I mean, it happens, it's out there, but I didn't let that experience turn me off to future coaches. So I just wanted to add that in there, even though I'm stepping into being a coach myself, like I know that I'm not the coach for everybody. Right, right, right. I think that's a huge caveat to this is that not every coach is going to be for you and not every coach, like not all coaches are created equally. Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of coaches out there that are in it for the money. And that's it. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? And hopefully if your intuition is on it, you'll be able to tell from how they are approaching everything. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to dive into coaching just because of that, because there are a lot of good coaches out there as well. Yeah. And I definitely want to add to that interview them, ask them yeah. a lot of questions. I feel if you're investing in a coach, they should have someone who they're coaching with, or at least 
you know, they have have, and they plan to, because, so I, I will be taking a break from investing in coaching next year, just because I've invested a lot of money this year into my growth. And I need time to implement that and to build that skill set that I've just learned. And I wanted to share that because I don't want people to think you need a coach all the time. You know, you need some time to like be your own person and to like really apply every, all of those skills and everything that they teach you. And make your own mistakes and learn from them maybe by yourself or within Mm. your own personal group. And, um, I think it's really important. I see it very similar to, um, like therapy, like sometimes you don't need therapy all the time, but sometimes you need it more. So it's, it's all just about what is your season of life and how you're managing it. Mm-hmm. And there are coaches for everything. It's I'm yeah. not talking just about like business coaches. There are social media coaches. Um, Megan, you're working with a nutritionalist. That's a coach. You know, yeah. there there are so uh, therapists could be considered a coach. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There's even life coaches that are more based in like they're not like uh, they don't have a psychology degree or anything, but it's more based in um, just like helping you realize your worth. So yeah, there's so many things. ways. Yeah to just get help and support from people. And I think that's something that a lot of people miss out on and especially women, because we think we have to do it all. But this idea that um, like, it's bad if we have to seek out help from other people. I think that a lot of times women can feel very um, just like down and like not they don't they don't feel good about the fact that they have to like search out help from another person but that just means that you're super strong and that like you're able to recognize that you have an area that you want to grow in and there's nothing wrong with that that's normal yeah and even even people who show up like perfectly or they've got it all figured out you know whatever boxes there are for you they have probably invested in someone to make them better like they're acting coaches, they're voice coaches, you know? So if there are people that you look up to, you know, like Lady Gaga, she, she's doing therapy, she's doing, um, dance rehearsal. That's a form of like coaching and practice. So there are so many different areas of this and the people who show up and are very presentable, they have practiced and practiced with somebody. Right. It's that whole um, iceberg or glacier theory of like, you see just the tip of it, but you don't see all of the hard years of work and practice and dedication underneath that that's gotten them to that point. Mm -hmm. So this leads us right into our next point of just making sure that you have solid support group that understands entrepreneurship and understands what you're going through. So even if right now you are the only person in your group that is trying to make something for yourself and work for yourself, it can be really hard to feel connected with them. And a lot of times their values might not line up with values that you might want or need to build a business. So that's really important to recognize and kind of step back. I think when we're not feeling very supportive in our journeys and what we want to create. So I I honestly don't know like what we would do without our group text with Sarah, um, like dumb shit happens all the time. And (laughs) it is so nice to be able to have a place where we can just go to, to have, you know, like speak advice into each other and, Mm -hmm. or like how to politely set a boundary with a client or 
how to maybe unpolitely be like, Hey, you're, you're being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I literally have reached out to Megan and Sarah in our group text and been like, can you guys proofread this email? So I don't sound like a bitch, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just having that layer of support, like I fully trust Megan and Sarah, they know the ins and outs of my life, my business. And right. Um, like you said, having that space where you can just like vent about it and then let it go is right. so nice. And I oftentimes like come to our group texts before I even talk to my partner because he's just kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, why is that <laughs> bothering you? And, but yeah. I can text Megan and Sarah and they're like, oh, what a douche. Or, yeah. You know, uh, they're terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that goes back to the whole woman thing too. It's just like, <laughs> we understand a little bit better, but Um, I totally agree with you. I just feel like having that space to be able to bounce ideas off of and say like, Hey, does this look even in, um, like I've sent like a social post that I made, like, you know, like a Canva graphic or whatever I've sent in there and been like, Hey, does this look cool? Like, I think it's just nice to have people that are going through the same thing that you are. You feel a lot more, um, just uplifted and supported. And if you guys don't know how to cultivate that, I mean, we have an episode, I forget what episode it was. Didn't we talk about this? I want to say that we did. We'll link it Um, below um, if we do, but I'm pretty sure we do. If not, we need to make one just all on how to cultivate the relationships that you want. Um, You know, there's so many different avenues to to connect with other entrepreneurs. So I think that's something that when you're first starting out should be a top priority to help you grow. I agree hundred percent. And this kind of sets us right into our next point about delegating what you can. So Sarah is a prime example. She does my website (laughs) because I get so wrapped up in trying to make it perfect. Like we said earlier in the episode. So I have decided to delegate that to someone else and I can help with the like design aspects of like what photos, what copy we have on there, but she pulls it all together and makes it very pretty and presentable. So that was something I just can't manage. It won't get done if that's something that's on my list. And Dawson and I, have been struggling recently because we both are very busy and we haven't had time to cook. So we're big, like fresh, like vegetables, you know, all that stuff. So we invested in an organic pre-made meal company that delivers us meals um, because we were sick of eating out and it affects my performance when I'm not eating well and taking care of my body. So Mm. um, that's a way of delegation. And like we realized pretty early on in the podcast, like we said, we had to outsource and bring on Victor to edit our podcast because we were just trying to do too much all the time. Right. Right. Exactly. I think what the point you made about when you're eating well, you're feeling much better. I had a couple of days last week that I was just like so busy and I didn't plan well in advance to like have leftovers that were like I felt like we're nutritionists and balance and everything. So those couple of days where I was super busy, I just didn't have time to make meals. And I was so frustrated because so much of what I was eating was just like, just like quick things. And not that it was necessarily unhealthy. It was just like more quick meals that aren't as much nutrition as that I know that I should be getting day in and yeah. day out. 
So not that that makes it bad or anything, but I know that I wasn't performing at my best because I was just like, ugh, I like wasn't feeling good. I wasn't like- My energy levels are way down when I'm not yeah. eating normally. Mm-hmm. exactly I mean I wasn't getting in my like morning smoothies and I knew that that was affecting me so that is a big piece of it if you guys are struggling with energy levels I think it's really important to look at what you're taking in which that's another point I really want us to do an episode maybe I can talk to my nutritionist about it I would really love for us to do an episode on um, fueling your body in busy seasons oh yes we're gonna add that to our list I would yeah. love to also meet the the awesome lady that's guiding you through this journey she's given you awesome book recommendations and everything so I'd love to dude she's <laughs> awesome I love her so much she's amazing she's like my little nutrition fairy godmother um but like just in a point of delegating too is that I realized last week I was coming home and every single day I was just like stressed the hell out from being out of the house the whole day and coming home and like not having things like just either organized or, you know, there was laundry that we had to do and dishes that had to be done. And there was like no food made. And it was just stressful. I was like getting to a point where I was like, I don't have the energy to do this when I get home from work. And I I like physically can't handle it, but then not being able to do it stressed me out more because now it's just like sitting there and it's like sitting on my plate that I know I need to do it, but I just don't have the time. Exactly. It is so frustrating. So I just had to have a conversation with Victor of like, I need help. Like I cannot do this all. And like, it needs to get done for me to feel calm and like, okay with going out throughout my life. And not that it's got to be perfect all the time. Cause that's not it at all. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I definitely need, and this is something I've learned about myself in the past couple of years, just like, I need a baseline level of sanity for me to feel like okay day in day out (laughs) of like what my environment looks like my environment needs to feel clean and picked up and organized for me to feel like good about my day you're preaching to the choir over here you already know that I'm the same way and this is asking for help I'm so proud of you for doing that because that's something I'm working (laughs) on because it for me it's difficult asking for help especially if I think that I'm going to get pushback for asking for help Mm, or like just feel like I'm asking too much. So like I've been saying, Hey, like I have all of this on my plate and I'm really trying to build a business here. Like, please try and put yourself in my shoes. And how would you feel if you were doing all of that on top of X, Y, and Z, you know, right. And the list goes on. So, um, by doing that, I've been helping my partner kind of understand where I'm coming from. And as women, we are just kind of like, okay, it's not getting done. We're just going to do it. Right. I feel like that's a whole other complex <laughs> we could get into, but I see it in myself. I see it in, you know, like that example you just mentioned, Megan, like I see it with moms, especially. So I see it with every single woman that I know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. every single woman that I know, but it's to our detriment. I don't think that this is a good trait about women because it doesn't allow, like, I always hear women say, um, you know, I really need help with X, Y, and Z, but I know he's just, you know, quote unquote, he's just not going to do it. Right. So oh, in yeah. turn, Hey, I've thought I've had that thought before. Of course. I'll of admit course. It. <laughs> yeah. But that's a normal thing to think. And it's because we have such issues with control, mm-hmm. but I think it's so detrimental to the relationship and to like your partner's relationship with 
that you know task or whatever like if you if you have this idea that he's never going to clean the bathroom right why is he going to want to clean the bathroom because it's always wrong that's literally what I'm working through right now (laughs) I know it's so difficult it's such a difficult thing to work through but it is so important to a relationship I feel like because like again going back to our point before done is better than perfect Yes. If the bathroom is, you know, 80% clean and it's not exactly how you would like it, who the fuck cares? It's done. Yeah. You what hill are you going to die on? on. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Well, and something I've done. So, um, you know, my partner d- doesn't like to do house chores. I think it's a guy thing. They just don't really want to, but, um, for a long time, you know, I would just do it all. And now that I'm getting busier, I don't have the time to do it. So, we've turned it into like, we'll go pick up a pack of like Trulies or Vizies or whatever. And we'll have a few drinks while we're cleaning the house. We'll throw music on, on our sound bar. We can hear it all throughout the house and we jam out and have a good time. Like we'll dance and we make a whole experience out of it. And in doing that, like he's more willing to be like, okay, it's our cleaning time. Let's just knock it out so we can go and do whatever. Yeah. I love that. You guys turned it into an enjoyable experience, something that's like fun and it's something you're doing together. And it Mm -hmm. feels more of like a partnership that rather than like, uh, you do this, I do this kind of thing. I love that. I think that's so funny too. Now (laughs) boss is going to kill me if he hears this episode, (laughs) but he, um, so he does the vacuuming downstairs and we have like vinyl plank floors. So we have to yeah. sweep around and he is obsessive over the floors after he cleans them. He's like, no walking barefoot, like don't track stuff in here. And I'm like, see, now you know how it feels. Like after you've cleaned something, you appreciate it more. So, right. um, ladies, if you're struggling with that, just have them do it a few times and then act how they do and <laughs> throw it back to them it's so funny (laughs) they'll be obsessive over whatever it is that's a great idea I love that he's obsessive over your floors now (laughs) oh my god it's something else but um it used to be something we fight over and I was just like look like this is something that's never going to go away like even right as we move throughout our life like it's something until we can afford to pay someone to come in and do all this for us like this is where we're at right and um I, I feel more comfortable asking him for help because I've just taken the time to explain how I feel about it. And he knows that it's just going to get done a lot faster if we tag team it and do it together. Right. And you're not going to be upset. And I, I highly doubt that he likes when you're upset. (laughs) Who likes when their partner (laughs) is upset? So of course he's going to want to do it because you feel better, which makes him feel better. It's just like a cycle. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. So this is something I really want to talk about. And this kind of ties in with what we were just talking about with our partners. Keep your energy and your thoughts in check daily by keeping your promises to yourself and setting up rituals. So this has been my major accomplishment this year. I have actually set up a morning and evening ritual for myself, which I used to be very rebellious around having a strict, like, this is what I do day in and day out. And I can't tell you why, even though I love like having things in my calendar, it was just, I don't know, maybe it's calendar rebellion. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's gotta but, be. Um, so something I do every morning, you know, obviously I walk my dog and then we'll sit on my porch and enjoy the morning while I journal and I drink the coffee. And that's how I set the tone for my day. And if I'm having a bad day and I skip doing that, my day 
is just terrible. But if I stick to it and go and sit and journal and make time for myself before I get into my day, I'm able to change that mood around. Oh, hell yeah. That's, I think it's so hard for people to be able to realize and myself included. I mean, I'm not excluding myself out of that. I think it's so hard for all of us collectively to be in a bad mood, have an issue going on and be able to mindfully like recognize that emotion and like work through that emotion rather than just like either disassociating or just like pushing it off or not talking about it. I think humans are hardwired to just be like, oh, whatever, just go on to the next thing. But Mm -hmm. obviously that's not helpful. We all know that it's not helpful to just like push our feelings away. So I think it's great that you've worked so hard to set up a ritual for yourself because you realize that like, Hey, this is something that I rebel against. And I'm like, I know it makes me feel better. So I have to be consistent with myself. Yeah. And this is something I worked with my coach on. So this wasn't something I did all by myself. I had to have that outer accountability to really like push me into doing it. And now I've been doing it. I want to say like the whole year almost like I didn't do it every day, um, at the start of the year, but now like yesterday I was traveling to the beach and I pulled out my journal and I did it in the car. I was like, I'm not skipping this. Yeah. And, um, it's just my, my sacred time. I don't feel grounded if I skip that. And there are some days that I do. Um, but there are other things that I'll do in place of that morning journal session. Um, but so important to make, make time and space for yourself before you get into your day. So one of the books that I've read, and we'll link this is the miracle morning by, I think, is it Hal Elrod? Is that his name? Um, and this is something I think Megan, you, I told you to read it and you were like, Oh my God, it's amazing. Um, yeah, I loved it and highly recommend. Those are one of those books that you need to take notes on when you're reading it. And he has a lot of really great, um, like resources and stuff linked on his website of like how to implement all of the things that he talks about in the book. So mm-hmm. his stuff is awesome. And his story is just super inspiring. His book's a super easy read. You could read it in a day if you really sat down and just dedicated time to it. But yeah, um, it, this was actually one of the first self-development books that I've ever read. My friend Dustin told me about it. And after I read that, I was hooked. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I've been yeah. missing out on this shit for a long time. Yeah. So, um, but the main thing that he preaches is setting aside an hour every day, even if you have to wake up at like four o'clock in the morning before like your work day starts, like make it somewhere. Because when you come home from work or after you've worked with clients, whatever you've done, you're, you're less likely to have the willpower to set aside that time for yourself. So doing it your first energy thing in is the morning. all over the place. Like throughout the day, we have so many people that we talk to and so many people that we have to give our energy to. And right in the morning, it's just such a quiet, peaceful time to be able to say like, okay, it's just me and my thoughts. Like we're just chilling together. And especially if you live a busy life or you're a mom or um, an entrepreneur, the likelihood of you having five minutes to yourself throughout the day is very low. So being able to recognize that, you deserve that time in the morning to spend on yourself is so big and it'll do wonders for you. I mean, I realized like I had a a call with um, the same coach that Kate uses the other day. And I, um, we talked about how I've been having trouble with consistency within journaling. And this was something I realized that was, I was 
kind of like rebelling against almost like you said before I was um and I know it helps me that's the thing I said to her I was like you know I know I am a different person when I am spending the time on myself in the morning to um refocus my energy and just I don't know just be able to journal out my thoughts and focus on where I want my life to go mm-hmm. I know that I'm a better person So something that if you guys are struggling at all with sticking to a ritual, I just really want you guys to make sure to like hold space for the fact that that's okay. And it's totally normal for a a ritual or a practice to be put on the back burner in busy seasons of life. That's just how it goes. There's not like, if you know you're a better person for doing it, then that's your why to go back into it when you do have the time it's called a practice for a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. like you always have this practice to go back to. And I think that's, what's most important is that, you know, when you need to go back to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally understand. And I do take little like breaks from stuff because I I feel like we all need a sense of like, okay, I need to just not do anything for a little while. And that's totally okay. And sometimes my ritual is just the morning walk with my dog. And that's like, where I'm thinking, you know, okay, like, what do I have on my plate today? How do I want to feel today? And I Mm -hmm. kind of, um, like, I don't want to say psych myself into feeling like that, but in a sense, that's kind of what it is. You're, you're programming your mind for how you want to feel for the day. And, um, this has been huge for me. And I do want to add like for people who are busy moms and maybe don't have that time in the morning, if you have a lunch break, or in the evening when your husband gets home, he can watch the kids, like have that conversation. Like right when you get home, I need you to spend a half hour, hour with kids so I can have some alone time. And you're totally justified in asking for that time like that. Oh, hell yeah. I think every, every person deserves that for sure. And even if that means that kids get a little screen time here and there, who cares? If that means that (laughs) you're going to show up as a better mom for them when they when you can be present, then I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, guys. Well, this was a great episode. I hope you guys learned a little bit from us over the past year and well, hopefully a lot of it. I feel like, I feel like we can, we have some shit to share, right? <laughs> we do. We do. We have, <laughs> um, I think collectively we have a ton of experience on <laughs> what not to do Yeah. and um, obviously things that you should be doing. And I'm really excited for this next year to kind of expand on not only our topics, but our guest Mm -hmm. speakers. So I just want to leave this open-ended. If you are someone who would love to come on, or you know someone that would be perfect to come on, don't hesitate to reach out to us on Instagram, our email. Uh, We also have Facebook as well. So yeah, uh, shoot us a message. Yeah. Even if you guys have never done public speaking before or are super uncomfortable with it, um, some of the guests that we've had on are, you know, we're not really comfortable with, com- with public speaking and they were scared, but they did it anyway. And I think it was a learning experience for them. And some of them are now like, talk, like think about Sarah, for example, like now oh she's God, so started going on live and like started, um, you know, showing her face more on Instagram, which is really great for your client retention and all that. So even if you guys are nervous, it's totally normal to be nervous. Still reach out to us anyway. And we can talk about what kind of episode would be good for you to do. Yeah. And I do want to add, we were totally 
nervous nillies when oh we first God. started recording. And even though we're not talking in front of people, we were like, why are we nervous right now? We're sitting in our closets. What's the deal? Yeah. And I feel like I remember when we hit that point where I was like, oh, I'm not nervous to do this anymore. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't get nervous to get on the mic anymore. I am just, it's just like, whatever, like we're just getting on the mic. So it does become normal. Again, it's like a practice. Mm -hmm. The more you do it, it it's normal. Yep. Mm -hmm. On that note, we love you guys. And thanks for sticking with us for this year and the many years to come. Yeah. We love you guys. And we will talk to you soon.